All right, we're recording. This is our first podcast. This is really a test podcast, but... Yeah, history will remember it as the first one, though. Yeah, we'll leave it on there. There's no intro music. There's no real plan. There's no guest. What's that thing that says intro, though? Can we click that? We can. You want to hear this little... uh, There's a default intro on Zencaster, and here it comes. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to We Don't Have a Name Yet Podcast. This is the first episode. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors at Fruit World. We appreciate your donations as well. Okay, it ended. Great. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. We will work on the intro music. We'll work on all that kind of stuff. Right now, we just want to make sure that we can actually record us talking. We got one microphone instead of two. No one wanted to be our guest. So. Yeah, it was just us. But uh, I think that uh, people two years from now, when they're obsessed with our podcast, they will wish they would have been on the first episode. We're interviewing Kamala Harris, and like we're big time. Yeah. And they go back, like, oh my God, it's so cute. It was just like them sitting in their living room. Yeah. Um, we haven't figured out exactly what the podcast is going to be. No, we're throwing around different ideas. But I think it's going to be somewhat related to like creativity and art and stuff. Yep. So not just what you do, but what you like to consume. And so if people are writers, artists, musicians, we'll talk about the stuff that they make themselves, but everyone consumes some sort of art, entertainment, media. You watch movies, TV, listen to music, poetry, read books, kind of everything. Like, like what is it? What is it in that realm that you're particularly into? Um, and I think when we have guests, that's what we kind of want to tap into. Yeah. Um, I think right now for us, Morgan. Oh, we should probably like America. Oh, yeah. I'm Morgan. Father, daughter. So cute. Uh, we're supposed to say that during the intro. Yeah. We'll get a better intro. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we should do. I don't know, we'll figure out the title. I like there. I'm just looking at these effects up there and there's drums, dramatic piano, and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is uh, a song, Screaming Infidelities. I was just grabbing random songs that I happen to have downloaded. It's funny I have that downloaded because I haven't listened to that song in forever. Uh, Dashboard Confessional Screaming Infidelities. Um, the first the first song I have queued up is Outnumbered by Dermot Kennedy. Of course. I'm obsessed with yep. Dermot Kennedy. And I just want to make sure this thing works. We'll queue up songs. So the idea is we'll do this podcast. We'll typically have a guest, although sometimes it'll just be us shooting the shit. Yeah. And we'll talk about really anything wherever it goes. But I think we'll primarily, I think as of yeah, now. We'll have, you know, different questions. But then if people start talking about something else, we might just go into that. Yeah. So I guess since we don't have a guest, maybe we'll kind of almost act like you're the guest. Sure. And I'll talk to you a little bit about stuff. So right now, you're 12 years old. (sighs) Sore spot. Turned 13 in December. Getting better. Yeah. I'm 42. I'll be 43 soon, within hours, days. Um, Technically, I'll be 13 within hours also. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just a lot more hours. Good point. Good point. Um. I'm going to be dead within hours. <laughs> Hopefully. Just Dark. Just Let's put the screaming in now. Of a lot of, um, so, and oh, 
just in case we leave this up and someone like in the future future listens to it let's give them a general overview because we're in a really weird time right now yep 2020 uh if that doesn't jog your memory you know pandemic election um yeah yeah so we just found out that biden won the election over trump literally yesterday yeah it's very fresh yep and I feel like that's the type of thing that in the future, it'll be kind of a footnote. Like, oh, there was like real... Oh my gosh, I was literally just reading the word footnote when you said Oh, that. funny. Yeah, it's on the screen right yeah, there. Yeah, it says 10 minute footnote. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but in the future, I feel like people will look back and they'll see like, oh, there's a bunch of real presidents and, and Trump and more real presidents. Like, and they won't know quite how bad... It, like, I feel like potentially over time, the bizarre like very particular awfulness of trump may fade worn off yeah unless the republicans keep doing it which i don't know maybe they will but um is a big deal like yesterday we found biden won and we listened to speeches like i teared up a lot like and it's not because i particularly give a shit about biden it's getting rid of trump like that was really genuinely awful um so yeah we're in 2020 there's a pandemic Morgan hasn't really much been out of the house or seen friends for the last six to eight months. It's rough for sure. Uh, So that's just a little like overview of what we're recording. And in case like somebody dies, something huge happens, it's like just about to be an outbreak at dad's work too. So like that's coming up. Oh yeah. So was that notable? (laughs) Right. So yeah. So I work as I'm a detective. I work in a police department and um because most people in policing particularly at my work are extremely right-wing like very like trump supporters or like trump isn't quite crazy enough for them this entire time the pandemic the covid19 thing they've been oh it's fake it's not as bad as the flu it's just trying to impeach trump like very much not buying it you know as the body count stacked up they're like, oh, the numbers are fake. These people would have died anywhere. Like, I mean, and and I and I've had to fight really hard to try to get them to do anything about it. Um, you know, I basically made a big deal and like would not go to work until they started doing like work for home stuff. The mask stuff was a struggle. Like, it's been awful. Um, it's really been a struggle, um, and it's frustrating. And it's still pretty shitty. Like there's a little bit more of like people wearing masks and stuff, but there's just so much resistance to it. Um, and now people at the department are getting it and definitely conservatives. And, you know, this isn't going to be a political podcast by any means, but I'm at the point I, you know, I, I'm not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like I've been around enough Trump supporting conservatives and stuff that I can, you know, there, there is no like assuming good intent. Like these are just, yeah. So, um, but they are people who are insanely selfish. So if it starts to affect them, they'll take it a little more seriously. And so now that people at work are starting to get cases, it'll be interesting to see whether or not they actually start taking precautions. Cause they don't really give a shit if 200,000 Americans die from it. Um, cause it's not them, but you know, if 
they have to worry about staffing and send out a couple of emails to try to get extra bodies out on the street. Oh my God. Like that's such a burden that now we might take it seriously. Anyway, I digress. Um, so that's kind of the overview. We're in the pandemic. Biden just got elected. We probably have a long ways left in this pandemic. We have a little bit more messy struggle with Trump. Yeah. It's, well, I think we mentioned with our birthdays, but it's November and the pandemic started in like, June. No, March. March. Yeah, March is when we really started to like lock stuff down. I mean, obviously the pandemic started a little bit earlier than that. So it's been like eight months. Yeah, it's. And it's become the norm. I mean, just this locked in reality. And I mean, me, I'm, you know, 42 years old, and this is kind of a blip on the radar. But for Morgan, this is sort of like. Time to, it's a huge percentage of our youth. I mean, if you take the chunk of your youth when you would really be out there socializing and being with friends, it's probably around 12 is kind of when it starts to really start to get that freedom till I would say 18. But with her being extra mature, it's probably closer to like 16 until she – we're talking about four years. If you lose a year of that, that's 25% of her like very actively social childhood is being thrown away, being locked in the house. Like – it's a big deal. I feel like, I mean, do you agree here? Yeah. Yeah. And we've done a little bit of outdoor being with friends and stuff. Yeah. We've gone to the cabin and we've done some backpacking. Um, we tried to go backpacking, but well, we did successfully go once on the coast. Then we tried to go again with a different friend, and we found a wildfire. And this oh, yeah. was back when, oh, yeah, another uh, news alert. There's been tons and tons of smoke this summer. So there was a period of time when we were quarantined, and we couldn't even go outside because it was so smoky, off the charts, bad air. Yeah, if you're watching this in the future, just Google 2020. Yeah, Google 2020. Like, I mean, there I'm, are memes. It's. Mm-hmm. I've been alive for, you know, pushing half a century. This is by far the craziest, wildest, shittiest year ever. Like, it's nonstop, the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Oh, we just passed 10 minutes. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have been able to do some outdoor things, but no indoor anything. Yeah. I mean, and it's got to definitely put a damper on socializing and like yeah. getting that like independence from your, like the things you're supposed to do when you're a tween and a teen are a lot more difficult yep. uh, going on right now. So, and I don't, we're again in November, this is fall, like and it's getting bad. Like it's probably gonna be a pretty tough fall winter. I feel like by next spring, it's either going to be better or we as a society are just going to have to be like, well, fuck it. We couldn't beat this thing, but we got to open it. Like we can't just stay locked down for 10 years. So it'll be interesting to see, it'll be interesting to see with the new president, whether that makes a difference. Or if there's a vaccine. Yeah. I mean, the vaccine should help quite a bit, although we still struggle with that. A lot of people won't get it. The, the, Anti-science, anti-reality movement is strong right now. Um, So anyway, so that just gives you a little bit of context of where we are. And so as we're talking about Morgan getting into music and stuff like that, it's in the backdrop of her being locked inside of her house like she's a goddamn prisoner for the last eight months. Uh, But that being said, I think it's fair to say over the last 
while. About as long as quarantine, really. Yeah, you've gotten a lot more into music. Yep. You know, both from making it and consuming it. Do you know kind of like what started it or where that really like, like what no. motivated you? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this a couple days ago and asking you about a couple days ago. Um, but no, I mean, it was this year, probably around the start of COVID. Because um, I remember talking about it on a Zoom call. And I was like, I had never done Zoom before COVID. And then it was like every week. So it must have been during COVID. Um, that being said, I mean, I do think you've always sort of been drawn to that's music. That's true. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess just like during COVID, like what I will do during the day, a lot of it is just like sit on the couch and just browse music. Yeah. So like, I didn't really have time to do that before. And let's go farther back though. So, you know, as you grew up, you played violin. Ugh. So awful. tell that was awful. And tell us about that. Like why was that awful? Really awful. Um well, I mean, when you think about music, you think about it being like beautiful and amazing to listen to and like it just flows right out of you. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. It literally hurts to play for like months. Like it literally hurts and it's like so uninstinctive because you think it's gonna just you know happen naturally. Do you feel like you were too doesn't. too young or? Um, yeah, maybe. But I mean, for the first long time when you learn any instrument, it's gonna suck. And I think just when you're younger, that just drags out a lot longer. Yeah. Because it's like when you suck at something, and when you're young, you suck at it for a long time because <laughs> you're a kid. I don't know. I think I would suck at it for a very long time <laughs> if I tried. Yeah. Um. So it was just, oh, it was awful. And so you quit violin. And I mean, that was a big... I did it for like four years, though. No, and I know. And that was a big struggle for Mom and I. Because we knew, like, if you got to the point where you're over that struggle, you would probably let... You know, it's like, do you make your kid keep going? Because almost everyone who quits an instrument regrets quitting the instrument. I know. And I've so many times almost been like, oh, I should have kept it with it. But then you remember and you're like, no, it was like <laughs> literally ruining my life. Like, no. I shouldn't have kept it. And I feel like the way that this worked out, I mean, you played the violin because you wanted to play the violin. We weren't yeah. like, oh, you're going to play. No, like, we weren't forcing it. Me yeah. And I think though now that what there's something inside of you that's motivated. You want to do it for you. Like, because we're not at all like pushing it or anything like that. No. What do you think that switch was is it that it's easier to learn or just you've got more perspective because you're older why do you think it's easier now to stick with stuff i don't know probably just like more perspective just like understanding like because i mean when i was younger i didn't even understand like anything i was being taught like notes and stuff like a lot of it's even kind of mathy like you just have to be able to understand it more yeah in order for to see past the part that just sucks. And I feel like now, like this last little part, since you started doing drums and guitar and stuff, like you got pretty quickly got to the point where you can play stuff that sounds like music. Like that's probably, yeah, not to brag. My teachers boast about me all the time. <laughs> they've both said, I have two good teachers, guitar and drum. They've both said at the point where I was playing for like four months, that it sounded like I've been playing for a year. One of my teachers gave me a drum kit because I was a student that had the most potential. I beat out adults that wanted that drum kit. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of showered with compliments. <laughs> not going to complain. <laughs> um, 
I mean, that probably helps, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. liking it. I think if I sucked at it, I wouldn't like it. I mean, like, being having natural talent definitely helps because it means I get to skip some of the bad part. And I don't know if that's because I did it when I was younger before, like, understanding the kind of the music notes and stuff, or if it's just, you know. Yeah, no, and I I get that. Like, I mean, being able to play something that somewhat sounds good, you know, versus spending a long time getting there. Um, You know, and it's not that, I mean, when you played the violin, you did. I mean, I do think part of it might be to the instrument. Like, like drums and guitar is kind of cooler than violin. You're playing Mary Has a Little Lamb versus Seven Nation Army. Yeah, it's also weird because when you're playing an instrument, you don't really hear the music and enjoy it. Like, like especially when I was playing the violin, like, it didn't really sound like anything to me. Like, other people will be like, oh, it's music, but you're so focused on playing yeah. and you don't really hear it. I think you have to get better before you can hear it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we can't really talk about you getting super into music without bringing up Almost Famous. Yeah. Okay, when did we watch that? I don't know. Was it before or after quarantine? <sighs> Before. You think? I think. Yeah, I think it was before. Because, oh, yeah, it was. Because I watched it again last year for my birthday. Right. Yeah, no, it's been a It's. It was a while before. Yeah, it's been a while. And I think, I mean, I do think, like, prior to that and stuff, like, you've you always been drawn to music. Like, we, we play music, we talk about music and stuff. But as far as, like, you making it or seeing it as you know something you do i i feel like that had a big impact yeah do you remember or can, you know can you talk about kind of in general like what it is about that movie what it inspired it's just like you? the whole like vibe you know like it's great but like the sucky part is that is then you like find this like crazy great world that just literally doesn't exist anymore like there's a world of music that exists now but it's never gonna be what it was back then right so i don't know i mean in some part you kind of wish that you didn't learn it from a movie like you want it to be like authentic you know not from a movie but it i mean it is a great movie i have a poster you got me the poster so oh yeah for sure and i think it's a combination obviously there's a music aspect of it but i think you definitely have a part of you that's very social and you know what and you know that movie does a good job of creating you know, for me in my life, it was like when I was in plays and like the drama stuff, you create this like little community, this little group where you have this common goal, your own norms, your own every like, and that's like, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's a really powerful thing for like social people. Like it's beyond just like hanging out with friends. Like you create its own little world and there's something about the temporariness of it. Cause like when you do a play, you know, it's going to be over. Yeah. When you're on tour, you know it's going to be over. And that almost, and uh, the other thing I have it with is summer camp. Like I did summer camp and it was the same thing. And you know it's going to be over. Um, and I think Almost Famous does a great job of not only like really tapping into the power of music, but of that like group social thing. And I think, yeah. you know, the combination for me is super powerful. And I think you inherited a lot of the similarities. Yeah. And another great thing about Almost Famous is that like, it doesn't 
really have a happy ending and like all the things that you think are gonna happen don't happen and it's like up until then like I know there are other movies like that but up until then I hadn't really seen a movie like that oh, so that was point. kind of refreshing and it was like oh yeah that's relatable like yeah versus just like you know sunshine and happy they <laughs> kiss and run into the rainbow like yeah. no oh. it's you know like nobody ends up with Penny and sorry spoiler alert yeah. in that movie <laughs> you know it's just like this is just like a blip in their rock star lives. It's not like they have this huge rock star life and meet this humble kid and are opened up to the other world and change and love this kid forever. It's like, no, you're just some kid. At the end of the day, we're still going to go be rock stars and you're not really part of it. And you're like, wait, wasn't he special? And they're like, no. So that was kind of different. Uh, yeah. And that's so well said. Like, I, and I think that is like a great part of that movie and like a lot of movies I'm drawn to I kind of have that same thing because it's realistic. And at the end of the day, it wasn't the best thing for Penny to end up with either of those dudes. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they wanted to do it. They want to but what the fuck does she want? Like, and you almost get this thing that she broke out of this position where she was the object of people's desire. She was this person who like provided something for other people and it's almost like the beginning of the next movie, the next chapter for her, yeah. where it's like, oh, no, no, she's about to go figure out what the fuck she really wants in life, you know? And so I think that's, in a way, it is kind of like a quote-unquote happy ending because it wouldn't have been good, you know? And I yeah. think for all the different characters, I feel like at the end of that movie, they all kind of grew in a way that it's like, okay, they weren't necessarily living in, in a sustainable way that was going to be good for the long-term happiness. And they all sort of realized, you know, William needed something and um, Penny needed something. And what's the rock star guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what is in his name? I want to suggest him, but that's definitely no, it's, And it's Billy Crudup is the actor. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, uh, so, but watching that movie, I feel like definitely – through a match on the kerosene that was already there of your music interests. Does yeah. that feel accurate? Yeah. Why drums? Cause you, you kind of move towards, you know, after violin, I feel like the first thing that you were like, Hey, I want to learn this was drums. What was it about well, that? I mean, they're easy to play. Like, Obviously, in the beginning, well, they're not yeah, it doesn't that seem like easy it to, to play. Like, there's hard parts. Like, basically, what I'm trying to say is, you get good results quick. Okay. Like when you and sit, you knew that ahead of time. Yeah, because like after play, because with the violin, in order for it to sound good, you have to have good bow technique, and you have to press the chords hard enough in order for it to not be scratchy. With drums, you hit it and it's crisp, and you're like, yay, noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's like you know like rhythm stuff that's harder to do yeah yeah, yeah. but like to get fast results is that gonna screw up? to get fast results to like accomplish something quickly that's definitely better and like guitar is harder in the beginning but it's easier in the long run but drums are just a good like you know starting point plus if you're gonna play a badass drum instrument <laughs> you're gonna play drums um so, you know, it's got the cool factor. Plus, it's fun. You just get to bang on things. So, it's got like, the cool factor, but you're also, like, in the back of the band. Like, does that... That bugs me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think I just want to play different instruments. You know, like, yeah. I, if I was a guitarist or a bassist or whatever, I get to be... And you have started the guitar. I mean, you start with the drums. Mm -hmm. You did that. And, I and did, then... Yeah, but then I stopped because I didn't like my teacher and then had a break. And, like, I kind of started self-teaching myself a little bit of guitar, um, 
before um before I started taking lessons and people are always like oh you know I self-taught myself blah 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 and I'm like okay cool it can't be that hard and I tried it but like it's really hard (laughs) I don't know how people do that because like I was even looking at YouTube videos and stuff and it was just like that wasn't working so do you feel like now though that you've got kind of like a foundation on guitar and drums like you could use YouTube and stuff like it might make more sense now or no maybe but there's so much like controversy about like how people like teach things that like when I have a teacher I'd rather just stick with the teacher instead of trying to go listen to a YouTube person who like tells me something different yeah and then I'm like who do I listen to my teacher or the YouTube guy I don't want to think about that it's like even if my teacher's wrong I just want to yeah and I imagine (laughs) at some point you'll get to the point where you know, you'll have enough of a foundation where you can sort of pick up. Right. And that. Yeah. But I mean, I've only been playing for like five months. Yeah. And so. do you feel like right now you're actively taking lessons in drums and guitar? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you really want to expand into other, you've talked about bass. Like oh yeah. What, what's your goal kind of as far as I instruments? Think and- for right now, I want to stick with guitar and drums because I want to get them like in the beginning, it's, like, kind of confusing because there's just, like, so much stuff you're trying to learn. I think if I added another instrument, I wouldn't, like, remember. Because a lot of it's just memory, like, chords and rudiments you're remembering. So I think if I added another one right now, it would just be too much. Um, but I want to learn. I really want to learn bass, bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but keyboards? I'd like to know, yeah, piano, So I was going to say. Um, those are probably the main two I'd want to know after what I already know. Um, I'm not really into like classical instruments like violin or more like rock harp and roll, or pop. whatever. Yeah, but even you can do like indie or rock yeah, or yeah. whatever, like just a little more versatile. Yeah. Which I know you can do with like other instruments, but just like I don't know, I don't need to learn like Mozart. Yeah, stuff. I mean, what about I mean, getting into more like country uh, banjo. Yeah, maybe once, like, Harmonica. maybe if I got good at some other instruments and it was just kind of like, because I think once you know some instruments and you know kind of, like, the fundamentals of music, it's easier to pick up other instruments like that. I don't think I'd want to, like, put in the time to learn one of those now as a beginner. Yeah. But if I could just kind of mess around a little once I was good at music, yeah, but I wouldn't want to put a lot of effort into it. And then what are you kind of picturing, I mean, say, five-year, ten-year plan, I mean, from the spectrum of, sort of realistic to like fan like you know do you want to do it as a career do you want to do it where you're like in a band do you like what would you like to come from it um okay let's start with unrealistic so unrealistically but ideally i um develop an extreme talent to create like my own stuff Cause like I'm good at playing stuff that people hand me, but I'm not good at making my own stuff up. You mean like writing music? Yeah. Okay. So I get good at that, and I meet like a group of five other perfect people who are also good at that, and have you know perfect quirky personalities, and they're just amazing. We <laughs> click, awesome. Um, no, we practice and become this like we don't need to be famous, but we just need to be good, and like we busk while we're younger, whatever, and then we buy this really rad old bus and like tour around (laughs) and like you know you got all the different show moments that are just like classically and they're just like read a book about a show or watch or like a band on tour or watch a movie and you'll get the idea yeah um 
and we do that and then you know we play bigger shows and maybe branch off and do some like work on our own or whatever okay now realistically wait hold on before you go to realistically that was like your fantasy and it was fairly subdued is there a reason why like your fantasy is it oh we're making a hundred million dollars tour like you know what i mean yeah. like is, is there something about that you don't want to do like is there a downside to that or is it just that's too far i would want to do that if it was like the 70s <laughs> but i don't want to like be do the whole like commercial side of it where it's like like i want to drive in a vintage yeah. bus not fly on a plane with alaska airlines on the side yeah you know? no like, that totally makes sense and yeah. then like shows like it's just different like you know just like not even necessarily smaller but just like i guess smaller too though because like if you're a big group you don't really play small places and i definitely want to play small places okay i'm gonna add to this fantasy really quick i can also (laughs) sing because i would love to be like the lead person in a band who's like introducing it and you're like good night seattle i've always wanted to say that like good night seattle you know Um, and have you worked out on that at all i mean well i would like to take voice lessons I just don't think I'm like. You can learn how to sing notes, but that's different than having a good singing voice. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of people who are successful musicians who don't have the best. I mean, because so much of like, like music, especially if you're not, you know, trying to be the most famous in the world, is like the passion and the feeling and that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, think but about, I'm not good at coming up with stuff. Yeah, I mean, you haven't done it a lot, right? And I mean, maybe it's not necessarily you, but maybe. You know, if you get this group of five people who all have okay, the different yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah, the dream is that I get a bunch of people who are good at coming up with stuff and don't mind coming up with stuff for me. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe it is you work on your voice, you know, enough to get the point where, you know. You're... Yeah, I mean, I would like to take voice lessons, but, and I mean, that would be one I would be willing to do now, although not on Zoom, I'd want to do it in person. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, I would like to be like, you know, front and center in the middle of the band. You get to wear all the crazy clothes and talk to, you know, introduce the band and talk about the songs. And you're like, I like to be in the limelight. Like, I like to be the center of attention. So I would like that. Although I would, my like ideal dream band, we like switch instruments though. So like, you know, I'd play a couple songs on the drums then I'd switch around and then I'd sing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of get to do all of it. Yeah. I mean, all the worlds. Yeah. And if you look at, like, I mean, the first thing that pops in my mind is, like, the White Stripes, where Jack White, for the most part, does all the singing, that kind of stuff. But there's songs where, like, Meg will come out and she'll do the singing. You know, if you, if you expand it to a bigger band where different people sing different songs, you know, that kind of stuff. And, yeah, okay, you know, maybe you don't get to the point where you feel like, you know, your voice is lead singer quality. You're not singing most of the songs, but you got, like, one that you do. Or, I mean, like, recently I discovered the Hobo Johnson and the Love, you know, you basically talk like yeah. there are versions of performing and singing you can do within the range of like most voices and whether, yeah. you know, it's rap. Cause you, you know, you're not really hitting notes or it's, you know, spoken word with music or it's, you know, that you take the time. Cause you know, I think you do actually have more of a, a natural decent voice than like I do. <laughs> like you didn't hear it to, you know, where it's some work, you know, you can get to that kind of point and stuff, you know, I mean, definitely modern technology you can throw on you know filters and this kind of like i don't think that's out of the question if that is something you think would be like you know cool and you haven't like 
spend a lot of time dabbling with songwriting, but I do know from like just reading other stuff you write, like you're very like I'm good at writing things and not actually saying anything. When you write a song, you have to actually say something. Yeah, I just the only thing I would say like don't write it off. You know, like I think you might surprise yourself in that I think one of your great talents in life in general is really taking input from books, movies, songs, real life, people talking, that kind of stuff. And you really comprehend it in a way that you can then regurgitate it or like (laughs) output it, you know, like, I mean, ever since you were little, I mean, that's, that was the second thing. The first thing that we really noticed about you is you're just smiling all the time. But the second thing that was like really unique about you when you were young is that you were light years ahead of other people on language. And what that is, is that that particular thing you have where you you really input the world in a certain way that allows you to then output it in a unique way. I mean, you've always been good at how you phrase stuff, how you, you know, analyze stuff. And so I think if you kind of put the time in there, to try to express yourself and write stuff. And I think you're right on the cusp of starting to get the life experiences that motivate it because, you know, as you start to have relationships and heartbreak and this, I mean, that's where, that's where the songs come from. And so, you know, if you haven't necessarily lived a lot of it, maybe they're not coming, but I think once it does, and you know, you have that experience you're going to sit down and be like, oh, I'm going to write about this motherfucker. Just, just <laughs> you know, and then you're going to write that thing. And so I, I would just leave that door open. Um, that I think the combination of how much you're into music, your musicality, how much you really understand English language and human emotion. Like that's, that's the like dynamite combination for like <laughs> making really good music in that, I, you know, and I think even like producing it and like recording, like, I don't think there's an aspect of music making that you wouldn't be really good at. And I think you're kind of drawn to all the different sides. So, you know, I would encourage you to sort of pursue that or at least keep that as an option that you actually might be able to do a little more of that than you think. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, the cool thing too is like, even just like like there's very few female drummers out there you know on like bands that are out there and so just get really good at that you'll be in super high demand to jump in with a band that kind of goes to like more realistically too if i was going to turn music into career which i don't even know if i want to do but if i was going to do it or even as like kind of a side job i could just um you know be a hired drummer for like bands who you just like my drum teacher does that like you just get hired for local bands and play shows or do like recordings if they're gonna you know record an album or whatever you can just play the drums for that so at that point you just have to be good enough that you can kind of pick up songs like here's the music and then you just kind of know how to play it yeah and i think that you know it's super realistic like if you want you know and it, again it may not pay all your bills or you know that like you know I think for all musicians, it's a little bit hard, but I think there'll be plenty of like local bands that, you know, if you want to jump in, they'll be like, Oh hell yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, we would love to have a female drummer that rocks. Um, 
and I think kind of going back to the sort of almost famous like vibe of it. Yeah. I mean, it's not the seventies. It's not the same thing, but I do think for you, if you got like tapped into like the local music scene and you're going to shows, you're putting this, you know, you're playing with this band, you go to this band's show and you just like, I think that would be something that would just be amazing for you that you would love. Like you yeah. got to know all the different people and you went to different jam sessions and different you know, album releases. Like, I think that would be a community that you really gelled with and could really vibe with. And yeah. Um, so even again, if it's not a profession, but, and it could be the type of thing, it could be a combination, you know, maybe you work at a local venue as your job and then you're also playing music. I mean, you can kind of cobble stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if I'm just like a waiter at a restaurant that has, shows or whatever or like i'm worked at a venue or you know just kind of get in the scene yeah and i think you know we've talked about this before but your particular skill set like your people skills you know like you'll watch videos of like a little three or four year old playing the piano and playing beethoven perfectly and it's like oh that kid's a prodigy at the piano like you're you're a prodigy at people skills like you know honestly you are to the level of like you know kind of bizarre like <laughs> a, ability to interact with people and that to me i mean you know in the 40 plus years i've lived on earth i think that's the most important skill at all as, as far as like making a life making a career and so you know on kind of that lower end it's yeah you're you know waiting tables, working at a venue and playing music. I also think there's a flip side of it where you could, you know, pursue something kind of academic and all of a sudden you're a music producer or even just like an agent, you know, or like, you know, you're on more of the business side of it and you're making a shit ton of money <laughs> on more of the like corporate business side of it with your people skills. But then you're also jamming with the band. Like yeah. I think there's almost like those two, like completely different ranges that are open to you. Um, you know, or it could be your day job is completely different and you keep this more as like a hobby. So it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Well, I would also love to have like three different day jobs that make up a career. Like, you know, there's so many things I'm interested in. Like I could do the music thing and then be a bridal stylist and, you know, like all the different things. And maybe there's one that's like bigger than the others, like a, you know, like agent or whatever, but you know, just adding in like different stuff. Like I want to get a job as soon as I can <laughs> and then have as many different jobs as I can. And I don't, I mean, maybe I don't see myself wanting to stick with some kind of office job for very long. Like sure. Maybe I want to do it for a little while, but I don't see myself wanting to do that for like years. Like I want to do things where I'm like, you know, like out doing things even if that means like making coffee at least i'm not sitting at a desk you know like have interactions with people yeah and i think that super fits your personality and skill set and stuff like that and i mean you've looked into and talked a lot about being a wedding planner but i think in a more broad sense you know like an event organizer you know because you know a person who puts on concerts and music festivals you know like or, I mean, like, we just watched the, you know, president's, president-elect Biden's 
speech where you're organizing the confetti and the layout. Oh, and then I need the confetti so badly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, there are people whose job it is, is to put on events and parties and that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, that is a good fit for you in that I think you're really good at organization, planning, and then knowing what people want, <laughs> you know? And so you could figure out like, you know, I could see you, putting on a kick-ass music festival, you know, from, from the ground up where you find like, what's the really cool venue, you know, not what's the easiest, most available thing, but I'm going to go and I'm going to find, like find this cool place or this like bunch of cool places. Like, okay. You know, like one of the stages can be at this like barn out in the field and this and that. And, you know, and, like I think event organization and parties and i mean we do it even with like my family how we throw like different you know your ideas about games and costumes and parties and stuff like that like i think bringing community and joy and music and that kind of stuff together in events could be a really good fit for you yeah as far as what you're interested in and your skill set yeah i think that would be super fun especially like the music festival thing like you know choosing the venue and like if you get like the right lighting like the lighting is so important like just like the lighting sets the vibe you know like the music and the lighting like you can have this like really great song playing but it's just like you know meh i mean honestly though the music is more important like, the music is, like, if you look at any show or, like, commercial or, like, scene in a movie and then think about what it would look like without the music, it's just, like, uh, people walking around and doing things. But then you add the music and it's, like, gives it, like, the whole, like, soul to the thing. It's just, like, yeah. the music. But it's all combined. I mean, the thing is, like, if you think about it, like, okay, say you go somewhere and there's a band up on a stage and not a lot of thought about the lightning and lighting and setting and stuff and they play the music true. it's good that's yeah that's what i kind of started saying first though is like if you're just like in an open room and it's like obviously people listening aren't going to know this being like we went to that mexican restaurant and it was just like open you yeah. know like if they would have had a band it would have been nice but it would still just be like open like you have to complete it with like the right lighting and then the right like stuff in the room like if you just have it completely open it's just like or even if you're outside you have to like you know the right place like colors and stuff just like if you have like a good color scheme and then like good lighting and yeah and i feel like that's so important because a lot of people don't get out a lot for stuff like entertain you know entertainment stuff like that and if they go out and they see a good band play great if they go out and they see a good band play and it's in like a very cool like setting even better they see a great band playing in a cool setting and this amazing lighting, like, oh, wow, this is a great experience. If from, like, the very beginning when they first arrived, when they take their seats, they do that, like, and I think, you know, that's one thing in life in general. I feel like adding that element of, wow, or, you know, just those those extra little touches can make so many things that we do in life better and I think, you know, particularly as far as things that people are going to spend a lot of money on. I mean, and we haven't gotten a lot of, you know, I mean, we went to um, Miranda Lambert 
we haven't been to a lot of like big productions. You know, if you go to Selena Gomez or, you know, people who have like productions, like it's like a big production and stuff because people are spending a lot of money and stuff to go there. And I think you can do that on different levels, even like at a wedding, you know, you can really like add something with the different flowers and lighting and the band and this and the timing. And I think that's something that you would be good at if you decided to go down that road of like, all right, let's take it to the extra level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've been talking a little bit about you playing music and that kind of stuff. As far as like consuming music right now, what are the bands, artists, the type of music that inspire you or that you like to listen to or what's, what's kind of, you know, your, your go-to music right now or. Honestly, it bugs me when people ask me that question because I always just want to say like everything, like I'm never going to have like an answer that's like, Ooh, it's this song or Ooh, it's this band, this band and this band. It's like, no, it's like 40 songs and like 20 different bands. Um, Do you, how about, I mean, more generally speaking, do you feel like at this point you know, like you're more drawn to songs that oh it's got like these great lyrics that I really connect to or oh I love the singer's voice or something about the music or is there I like songs like just recently that feel like they could be like so we've been watching more like shows and movies and stuff during uh, quarantine but like songs that feel like they would be like. Like, you can really picture what, like, you would be doing if you were listening to this song in the right situation with the right people. Like, oh, this is the song where you're on a road trip and you're driving down the road. And, oh, this is the song where you're, like, driving through the city at night coming home from, like, a concert or whatever. And, like, this is the song where it's, like, you know, like, all the different things and you can just, like, picture and each song has, like, its own, like, vibe. You know, like, kind of just, like, soundtrack sort of songs, but, like, not even just for, like, movies but just like for real life like just picture like when would be the perfect circumstance to use this song and like when i listen to a song like i just that's just like what my brain does i just like think about like hmm when would this be good and then I just like you know put it on the right playlist i'm like oh yeah you gotta remember to play this at this time you know all that kind of stuff do you have song a song or songs that you feel like oh i wish i would have written that like that's like totally like oh yeah like whether it's the music or the lyrics or something that's like, ah, oh, that, that would be what my band would play. No. Nothing that jumps to mind? No. <laughs> Nothing specific. Yeah. Not really. I mean, there's so many good, like, so much good music that I was like, ooh, I wish I could, like, do that. And I wish I could write like that. But it's not, like... Do you have any songs or artists that you would recommend to people who, like, say you took someone and, like, they only listen to the radio. Like, you know, they didn't know any sort of even somewhat not top 40 bands, like any sort of like hidden gems or, you know, the type of thing like, oh, hey, hey, you should try this out if all you ever hear is like radio music. Well, when I was not really, because when I listen to music with other people, like anytime I listen to music with other people, like even if it's just like at home in the kitchen and it's just like mom and Greta or whatever, like, all the while I'm playing the music, I'm, like, looking at them, engaging, like, hmm, okay, what do they think about this song? Hmm, okay, since they kind of like this one, let's do this next one, and I'll take that off the cue. Nope. So, like, I couldn't just, like, 
recommend something to someone without knowing what they like first. Like, yeah. that's, like, a nightmare to me. Like, oh, yeah. no, you have to know. So I would just, like, if I sat them down and, like, played a few songs for them and then, like, talked to them, then maybe I could come up with some recommendations. But just, like, out of the blue, no. What about lyrically? Like, maybe songs or artists, just, like, the way they phrase stuff or, like, just even literally, like, one line of a song that really sticks out. It's, holy shit, like, I like how that's phrased or anything jumped to mind on that no nothing that jumps to mind okay um and you mostly listen on spotify right yep do you spend a lot of time like working on your playlists or do you just sort of listen or how do you as far as like replayability or how how do you work with that yeah lately i've been working on playlists i had like 16 playlists and i deleted like most of them and just liked all the songs they're just like in my library like they're not gone but they're not in those playlists anymore and i've been working on making new playlists um so lately i've been making playlists honestly i rarely just listen to music just like by myself like if i play music it's just like with somebody else um but i think once my playlists are a little more like substantial i will more you know but then i tend to like listen to like a certain set of maybe about like 20 to 30 songs pretty frequently for a while. And then I get really sick of them and have to find new music. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to decide what I think I should do with my playlists when that happens. Like, do I just delete them all and make a full set of new playlists or like, how am I going to do that? So I'm not really sure. Is there any song that you remember me introducing to you? that you're like, oh, it's one of your favorite songs. Now. Like, can you remember anything about me being like, oh, Morgan, check out this song? Because I know I've recommended it a lot. I mean, you and you've done the same to me. Is there anything in your mind that's like, you can remember me doing that? Not specific songs that I like now. I know if I like look through my playlist, I would like see stuff. But off the top of my head, when I think about you playing music, I think about I have this playlist well, it used to be called Deja Vu, but I switched it to, like, Instant Flashback or something, because Deja Vu literally doesn't mean that. It literally doesn't. It does in my head, but it doesn't mean yeah. that. Um, but it's, like, all the songs that you and Mom played when I was, like, six, seven, eight, maybe even nine. And it's just, like, all the songs, like, specific ones more than others, it's just, like, total flashback, like... The biggest one out of all of them by far is Call Me Maybe. It's like oh, funny. the absolute ultimate deja vu song. What does that remind you of? It takes me back to Violet. Specifically Violet. Because there's this period where we were like really good friends. And I don't know why, but I listened to that song all the time. So like I remember this specific park day, driving in the car, and like <laughs> all this stuff. And it's like I've listened to it too many times now. It's starting to fade. But they'll be just like, like you used to play tons of country. We don't play that much country anymore, but there's like a bunch of those songs. Mom's just random stuff, you know. What Mom about? Music. But it's just like totally diverse, but it's all super deja vu. <laughs> what about Boom Clap? You got specific memories of Boom Clap? Oh, yeah. Clap? Okay. So Boom Clap. So we were at Chris and Alex's wedding at the cabin. And. Um, I was walking around with, I forget, I think it was Cliff. 
and we were walking from back by the parking lot down towards the wedding area and there's the dance floor out in front of the shop and there was like the little DJ booth um, next to it and we walked up to the DJ booth and Cliff was talking to the DJ and the DJ was like, got any requests? And then Cliff asked me, got any requests? And I was like, hmm. I thought about it. Then I was like, can you play? We're never going to get back together. Because <laughs> I liked that song then. And then as soon as I said it, I realized like, ooh, not a good one. <laughs> and then they were like, they laughed. And they were like, anything else? It's not really a great wedding one. <laughs> so I thought about it again and I came up with this boom clap and he was like huh yeah I'll see if I can find it and then it was a while like maybe like 20 minutes you know it always is when you recommend a song um, or request a song and I remember we were walking away from the dance floor well it turned on and we maybe like danced for a little while but then it was getting later into the song and me, Greta and Ellie I don't know where we were going but we were walking down the driveway, away from the wedding, and you could just like there's like the wedding behind us. You see like the song playing. We were just like walking down the driveway. I don't remember what happened after that, but I specifically remember walking down the driveway. It's awesome. Yeah, and it would have been remember walking down the driveway to we're never getting back together. But... <laughs> nope. Oh, that's funny. Uh, recently, I've played for you. I mean, I brought it up and you played it. I played it for you. The CD that I co-wrote with writer yep. who recorded under the name Piper McKenzie, my cousin. What are your thoughts on that? As you know, somebody who likes listening to music, someone who makes music. And I mean, you kind of understand like we made that with, I had no musical talent. Writer was just learning the guitar, but you know, I helped write the lyrics and we made this CD. What's your impression of it? It's just like so impressive. Like the guitar is like really like, complex like it's not just like oh i know these eight chords so i'm gonna play them in a row lots of times and i'm not even sure writer knew eight chords at the time <laughs> to be fair it might have been less than that yeah it's just like all, like there's picking there's strumming there's like percussion like it's just like so much variety in the guitar and it's like really well timed and really even and it's like just like you know it's like very like just like detailed and there's like you know different parts and there's like slower parts and then like faster parts and like each song is unique too it's like they're all different you know like there's like what 10 songs and all the guitar is different on all the songs and the lyrics are really good like they're really well written and they like you know like work really well together well except when they're supposed to not (laughs) they like you know rhyme and fit and stuff and the melody is really good and all the melodies are really unique so it's just, yeah yeah I, I i mean i so it's quite a while i mean 20 years ago now basically but i remember it so clearly because you know we were messing around with lyrics and stuff and i heard what writer did with it and i was like just mind blown like because i knew like i mean literally it was writer was just learning how to play the guitar yeah and then like put that together I'm like holy shit like, and, like to me that's really inspiring like that you can take not a ton of skill and make something like super cool. And obviously you can expand on it later and the more skill you get, the better, but you really don't have to know a ton to make really cool shit. I mean, especially nowadays with, you know, software on the computer and this and that. And yeah, I mean, you could 
make a beat and throw something down without knowing a lot of music, which was pretty cool. I think the other thing that I, I personally, personally, personally really like about that CD is that it captures that moment in time. And I, yesterday, the day before I kind of gave you, I think a little bit more of an overview of really what was going on in my life and writer's life at that time. You know, this was, still kind of pre-internet and that's, you know, like it was the last vestige of that ability to exist outside of this like hyper-connected world. And we lived in this basement together and we created art and like, it's, it's kind of cool that that's like a testament to it. And I think that's one of the neat things about musicians and bands and stuff. Cause I think that's true of a lot of, you know, even like really famous bands is that each CD, each album or whatever, kind of captures what's going on in their lives. Yeah, I always wonder when I listen to music, like, what is this song like actually about, you know? Yeah, I wonder, you might like listening to or reading, like, autobiographies and stuff of musicians and yeah. stuff where they talk about it more. Because I know, like, a lot of people talk about, like, certain albums, it's their divorce album or it's you know the album they wrote after they had their first kid or you know certain things in their lives that really like motivated this this album like why they wrote it and i think that kind of adds something to the experience of it you know if it is more than just ooh, this song is kind of catchy and i can dance to it it's like no like this album is me talking about this period of my life you know it, it's interesting with adele like she literally like names her albums after the age she was when she made it like, I never caught on to that. Yeah, her albums are called, I can't remember, you know, 19, 21, 23, you know, and oh, it's very funny. much like the that's snapshot cool. of like where she is. In that's life. neat. Yeah, and I, you know, I think Taylor Swift is kind of known for very like autobiographical stuff. And I, I think adding that element of kind of understanding where someone's coming from is sort of cool. And then when you're the person making it, I mean, for me, I was just writing lyrics, I wasn't making the music, but it's kind of cool now to have something that sort of memorializes that very specific period in my life. Cause that was a time it was like a transition from my childhood to adulthood. Mom was out of the country. I was, you know, sort of in this weird little like pre responsibility, creative <laughs> bubble, uh, working through like certain stuff and like lyrically, like I hear a lot of stuff in there. So, uh, we're getting to just about an hour feel like we should kind of wrap it up at this point or sure yeah we got outro music <laughs> <laughs> we play that same thing uh i want to i don't want to play any of the like licensed songs yet just in case we want to post it somewhere that really screws yeah. it up um but uh let's see what's the outro i'm playing it right now but i'm not hearing it yet oh there it goes Right. <laughs> so this has been uh, the Morgan and Eric podcast. We come with a better name, one. episode one. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope Thanks you learned something. Listening. We'll try to get some guests, but also we'll probably do someone's just us, you know, chatting. Yep. Yeah, we'll get Greta on here. If you want to make donations? Go to www.wedonthaveaname.org. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's an actual. We we should actually get that. We yeah. don't have a name.org. It's like that movie we watched recently. That was. Uh, we are not a band. We are not a band. All right. Anyway, I'm going to hit stop recording where I can find the button. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>